0: Hey everybody, I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you are listening to Wine. Why Not, a queer podcast. Episode 17. 17. <laughs> Apparently we're doing the show as if we're <laughs> William Shatner this, this hour. Um, yeah, 17. If I could, I would do it.
1: She's only 17. <laughs> That's a song, right? It, it is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, is it by Warrant? Sure. I don't know. We're making it up. I don't know why but
0: in my head I just heard pass the duchy to the left I was like that's not the that's not the same
1: band no. <laughs> I, I I think I've rolled over my headphone cord so um please entertain <laughs> while I fix this um yeah
0: you know what let's talk about what wine I'm drinking um today uh we are drinking and we buy by <laughs> yeah, we yeah, I mean these
1: Please don't include me in that. <laughs> me, my phone's about to blow up. No. Uh,
0: we're d- me or drink me are drinking <laughs> a Robert medalvi Private Selection. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, it's the bourbon aged bur- bourbon barrel aged, uh, which I think adds just a touch of classiness to it.
1: I'm gonna do this thing, and it's probably gonna irritate you, but I'm gonna write this down. So. Today, Jeremy and I have had this very busy day of, I feel like, 90% of our days that we we spent meeting with each other on different things. And we came up with schedules of things that are coming up, like gay days. Mm -hmm. Uh, But one of them was a Fringe Festival, (laughs) and it's funny because I just did it. And Jeremy could not pronounce anything correctly. No. And it was killing me. And, and we're going to
0: throw a couple of glasses of wine on top of that and see how my language does this hour.
1: But I was, I was saying to Jerry, I was like I hope this carries over into the podcast because it's cracking me up. And so <laughs> he just said that he's drinking Robert Moldavi. Well, that's not <laughs> that's it. That's not the name of that wine. Mundavi.
0: Okay. Mo- Mondavi. Okay, Mo- Mondavi. Mondavi. I don't know why you have to have an accent with it. <laughs> it sounds like a French. It, was that not a French accent I just I, did there? I don't, I don't know. I don't know either. It looks French. Uh. Oh, well. <laughs> um, anyway, so nice. that's what we're drinking tonight. So and, we're 17.
1: Uh, yes. We feel like we should be getting dressed to go to homecoming or prom or something. Ooh,
0: it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, we've been talking a lot about homecoming this past week for the new issue of Watermark. Yeah, Uh, we're going uh, Gay Days is going back to the DoubleTree at SeaWorld this year. So um, very excited about that. Me too. Uh, It's a great hotel, great space, and I think uh, while the past couple of years when they did have it. Um, They were really great events. I think everybody was missing it being at the Doubletree. So I think everyone's super excited to have it back there. I know Chris, my roommate, is super excited to have it back there because he's been in a – a severe depression for the last several years since it left. So um, he's very happy <laughs> it that that's coming. It had an back.
1: interesting life. Um, Gay Days, you yeah. know the you know uh, we're talking about the the company, not necessarily the weekend. Gay Days, yes. Inc. It gets confusing. We'll <laughs> do our best when we get closer to the event to describe to those of you who who have a hard time distinguishing between you know Gay Days, the week of events, and Gay Days, the corporation, and Gay um, Day, the
0: Magic Day Kingdom, right. or the I- Ma- Gay Day, the Jesus, Gay, Gay Day, day the at Jesus. the Magic Kingdom, which is what started it
1: all. Oh, that's my new coffee mug, Gay <laughs> Day the Jesus.
0: <laughs> anyway, so the theme this year with them going back to the Double Tree is homecoming. So uh, we're working on the next issue of Watermark, and uh, we're going to have uh, a really fancy, cool homecoming-looking
1: cover with our uh, uh, homecoming king and queen. I love this idea. All of a sudden, that people that listen to this podcast can get the skinny on what's coming up in Watermark.
0: Ooh, yes! That's a new new That's segment. Linked. Perks. We're just dishing out yes. entertainment. Now, you want to
1: know who we trash Excitement. in the episode?
0: Sign up for our Patreon.
1: No, <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to tune in five minutes before our mics go live <laughs> to find out who we trash. You you or don't we know the t-
0: real the real gossip unless you're one of our groupies outside the studio right now. <laughs>
1: Or just read between the lines. You'll know if we're talking about you. So uh, how was your week? Anything good? Anything exciting? Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. I had a really good weekend. Um, I'm in the process of moving, so I spent most of the
1: weekend. That does not add up to a really good weekend. It doesn't, but (laughs) I got
0: everything packed up um, except for the stuff I'm going to be needing this week. So I felt really accomplished this weekend. And on top of that, I went to an event with my brother um, this past Saturday Um, There was, uh, there's a whiskey company called Duke and Dame Whiskey, and they were launching a new salted caramel whiskey. And uh, so him and I went to uh,
1: this launch party for this new whiskey. In my mind, um, (coughs) those are your nicknames at this party, Duke and Dame. It's funny because we were very (laughs) Duke and Dame. Um,
0: And I don't know if you've ever had um, like a honey whiskey before you stopped drinking any kind of whiskeys. It's a lot like that. It's a salted caramel. It was really good. Um, but they had this launch for the whiskey at the Grand Bohemian downtown. So we get there. It's going to be on their brand new rooftop bar. Uh, and when we get there, it's, it's drizzling a little bit. So they were like, we're moving it to the fifth floor. But as soon as the rain stops, we're taking the party upstairs to the roof. So uh, him and I... I thought we were getting there fashionably late. Because this seems like one of those events you want to get to fashionably late. I've seen Sex in the City. You want to show up like 30 minutes late. Um, So we show up 30 minutes late. And there's like, oh, what's the uh, news?
1: I don't know. I just think like every gay man in their 40s. Thanks, they're Carrie Bradshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Or or, or especially writers. Yeah.
0: True, true. Um, So yeah, so we went there. It was a really great event. There was a really good turnout. Um, Brendan O'Connor. Uh, from The Bungalower was there with his husband, Scotty. Um, and uh, Chad Pitt from 107.7 in the Morning was there. Um, I don't know if you watch South Park, but there's this episode of South Park where Stan and Kyle go to a quote-unquote um, celebrity party in Denver, Colorado. And it's like, you know, oh, it's loaded with celebrities. Here's a Denver Bronco, and here's the weatherman from your local NBC <laughs> station. That's how it felt to me. Like, my, I told my brother, I was like, I got the press release, and it says... Um, local celebrities will be there, um, so um, and Brendan O'Connor and uh, Chad Pitt um, are uh, in comparison to me are much bigger celebrity local celebrities than I am. So it was nice to to rub elbows with them. Um, there were some uh, some uh, journalists from West Two there. Um, so it was just a really great event. I felt um, I don't know if you used to watch How I Met Your Mother, but uh, me and my brother are big fans of the show, except for the finale. Um, So we kept calling it a Barney Stinson
1: um, event. Well, I did. Joey just (laughs) shook his head at me. But I was like,
0: it's like Barney Stinson.
1: Is he the one that... um, That's the womanizer played by Yeah, Yeah. Neil
0: Patrick Harris. Um, But he was all about suiting up and going to these events where he drank whiskey and smoked cigars. So we were drinking our whiskey, and the guy who was running the event came around and gave us cigars. So we're on the roof puffing away on cigars, and then I'm getting a little hot. So then I whip out my fan that says queer on it. So it was a nice blending of the gay and the straight for me. It was a really good event. Um, but the whiskey is delicious. It's Duke and Dame. If you get a chance to pick it up. If you like sweet, um, it, it it makes some really good dessert drinks. So check it you out. Know,
1: I'm sure that this is probably not a phrase that we're supposed to say anymore. But you know that saying that's like you could you put lipstick on a pig, it's still a pig? Yeah. You could put whatever the hell you want into a whiskey. <laughs> But it is still whiskey.
0: It is. It is. And um, I don't want – because I don't know this guy. So if you are a listener, thank you for listening. But while we were at the bar ordering drinks, this guy walks up and he goes, um, I'll take a um, a whiskey neat without ice. And I looked at my brother and I was like, doesn't neat mean no ice? You don't a, have –
1: Is he a sadist? It
0: was just – it was like the, the weirdest thing. It's like walking up and saying, you know – I'll have an ice free coke with no ice. It's like you just you just repeated the exact same thing. Um so I was like he Oh so he
1: said he wanted a whiskey yeah, with his, no ice. Yeah. He said I want a whiskey
0: neat <laughs> with no ice. And that's what whiskey neat is. So I was like, "Oh, you know what? I'm He was doing that thing where you like stick it up to your the cup to your nose and he's like sniffing really loud and then like gar- gargling with the whiskey. I don't know, he's kind of sore, I guess.
1: Did you get arrested when you punched him? <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I went and got myself a whiskey neat, and I tried it, and it literally was drinking like drinking gasoline. Um, well, like really, really sweet gasoline. It was like <laughs> it was like drinking the syrup right from a you know when you when you uh, when you get a fountain drink and they hook the syrups up to the sodas. It was like just drinking that straight syrup. It was very sweet, and you know it's whiskey, so it burned a little bit. Um, but when you mix it with stuff. Fantastic! They I had, can feel
1: uh, this conversation going down my throat into my <laughs> stomach and warming my entire body.
0: Uh, they did have uh, a really g- a couple of mixed drinks for us to try, and one was a uh, um, a Duke and Dame Negroni. Um, and for those who are fans of TikTok and House of Dragons, you know that we love our Negroni Spagliatos with Prosecco in it. Um, and it was fantastic. It was a good event. It was a lot of fun. My brother did tell me afterwards. That um, those kind of hobnob rooftop parties celebrating the launch of some product—not his—not his, not his scene—but he had a good time. Crab cakes were fantastic; he loved those. Um, so it was really good.
1: We had a lot of fun hanging out. You know, the um, anytime that anyone talks about whiskey, I have to to point out that I mean, Maker's Mark is whiskey, right? Yeah, yeah. So when I lived in New York City and uh, had decided to move back to Orlando. There were, we must have had like eight going away parties and they were, sometimes they were just back to back. So my last day at work, I worked for the Lion King on Broadway and one of the producers was like, I want to, you know, I I think he was an associate producer at the time. He's like, yeah, let's go out. Let's have a couple of drinks and celebrate. And I was like, okay. He's like, come on, I'll buy you a shot. And I'm like, okay. Now I am a light beer drinker. Um an orange crush shot, lemon drop shot kind of guy, right? Or yeah. was. And so he orders two makers marks. No ice. Oh, they call that neat. I, I've heard. <laughs> he said, two makers marks neat. I said, no ice. He said, no ice. <laughs> <laughs> so so we do these shots and just I think I felt death just go down my body. I was so, and then we ended up doing three of those. And finally, I mean, three of those within a matter of 15 minutes. I was wasted. I said this, I was like, I'm drunk. I got to get to this party now. And I'm never drinking with you again. And I haven't because, you yeah. know, I moved. Well, and, I don't and you also know don't him. drink now. Well, that's true. <laughs> I won't I won't drink. Well, I can't say anybody. I can't say ever. 24 days, 24 hours at a time, right? That's true. So, so then I went to the going away party which was, at, so, I was so wasted when I got there. It was not a pretty scene that night when I got home. I'll save that story for a different day, but let me just say, you know, excessive drinking is bad. Is that you the oven it? story? No, oh. it's it's <laughs> like, no, no. Or I'm getting confused with my with my birthday party, I think, where, I, where, where my friend Chris, Chris Getty, who works at the Venice Theater, yes. um, he took me out to dinner and... <laughs> Like to my favorite restaurant, I had this salmon, this creamy salmon dish, which is delicious. And we got three hours late to my going away or to my birthday party, which was a surprise party. I never had one. Oh. So they were like, well, throw mine. <laughs> and he never told me that's where we were going. I ate all this food, mashed potatoes, creamy salmon, but and then I show up three hours late to my party and everybody was so ready to leave that they all wanted to do like air, hey, I'll buy you a shot, I'll buy you a shot. So it's just boom, 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 boom. And we had already decided that we were moving. Jen and I had decided we were leaving New York and coming to Orlando. So all of our stuff was packed. It was in boxes, ready to go. And um I <laughs> I just, I fell asleep in her bed as I often did when we, when we lived in New York and woke up at like 7am and was like, I said, I don't feel so. (sighs) like Ah, you're talking streams of pink, creamy salmon all over the place. And I crawled to the bathroom. I hit every pack box along the way and got to the, I was empty by the time I got to the bathroom and just fell asleep on the floor. It was so, ugh, the cleanup was not pretty. It was, it was not a good time. I don't know how we got to hear from well, your whiskey stories. But. For
0: anybody who can handle their whiskey, check out Duke and Dame, <laughs> Salted Caramel. Um, yeah, I, I enjoy a good whiskey drink. Um, when Mm-mm. I, back when I was in the service, I was dating this gentleman by the name of Jeff. He turned me on to a drink um, that was an amaretto sour. It was too sweet for me, so the bartender recommended instead of amaretto doing whiskey and then that became my drink of choice for a while, a whiskey sour. Um, and it was really good. Two substances
1: that will burn holes in your <laughs> stomach. Let's mix them together. And
0: then, uh, and then uh, uh, honey whiskey. Jack Daniels has that honey whiskey. One time I tried the honey whiskey, and I was like, oh, this is on point. So um, a, a nice, sweet honey whiskey mixed uh, sour uh, is, is, is my drink of choice when I'm not, obviously, knocking back glasses of red.
1: Um, on the daily. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I, like um, to hear, anyway, I like to hear about your brother. I'm a fan yes. of your brother. So. Yes.
0: I will be honest. Um, it's the more I get to know you and the more I know my brother. Well, I mean, I've always known my brother. Um, <laughs> you two have a lot in common. You both went to um, small colleges in southern sit- states uh, to study theater. Um, neither one of you work in the theater industry now.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so your, he was talentless your, too. <laughs> your degrees were for not.
0: Um And you're both um, shorter than me, uh, which I like. And uh, you both are just very pragmatic when you approach things. I am very emotional when I approach things. So I appreciate somebody who can be level-headed <laughs> when they approach a situation that they are frustrated with um I tend to just get (laughs) I was
1: gonna say is that emotion anger
0: (laughs) frustration is this? but I yes I am a very emotional person (laughs) as Goldie Hawn says in the first wives club I am an actor I have all of the emotions (laughs) and I use them on a daily um but yes yes uh I enjoy you both but how was your week
1: It was good. Did you spend it with my brother? No, no, no. (laughs) Although um, I would have if he wanted to see My Fair Lady. I would have taken him.
0: Oh, he probably would have liked to have seen that. I've I've mentioned that to him and you. I was like, you know, I'm not as big a Broadway uh, person as you guys. I do like certain shows. Um, But, uh, yeah, you two should go see shows
1: together. Yeah, I went went to see My Fair Lady at Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. Now, I recently saw it. It was on tour. I don't remember when. I don't remember what we did yesterday. I feel like it was like, but I I feel like it was this touring production, and I saw it at Straz and that's why I was like, I gotta go see it here. Yeah, you told me this because it's because it's so cool. But it seems like, like, all but one or two of the major characters were different people uh, in this production that we would see. Anyway, I still love it. It's weird because I'll say as much as I love Broadway, I'm not a fan of of like old timey Broadway. No, it was last year. Oh, okay. So maybe yeah. it, so so it's just, a different year. So yes. maybe they change everybody. Yeah, out. maybe they change contracts, have different people. It was
0: actually one year from today. Nope, I'm sorry. One year from two weeks ago, it was at the Stras.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so it was really good. The, I was saying that I don't really like old-timey Broadway. So if you throw in, like, Oklahoma, mm. Carousel, nah. even, like, I don't know, Mame. Nah. Uh, I know mm. I like I think I'd lose my gay card on the main one I mean I
0: don't want to sound anti-gay um you're but right. if it's a Rob uh I was gonna say Robert and Hammerstein <laughs> but that's not right
1: Rogers. Rogers
0: and Hammerstein I'm probably
1: not into it right you know that's what I think you know I, I but for whatever reason I think My Fair Lady is kind of what is is an old-timey Broadway yeah music. isn't
0: that Rogers and Hammerstein is it I don't I know, don't know. I, while you're talking I'm gonna look it. Up. call Joey Joey! <laughs> Joey! I know you're listening. No, he listens the next day. <laughs>
1: we'll, do a, we'll do a segment on every podcast. We're like, well, oh, ask Joey. And we'll just come up with a bunch of questions. And if he listens, he can email us the answers. Uh, while you look that up, I'll just point out, for whatever reason, I love My Fair Lady. I think, you know what? I did some of the, I did a little bit of it in, in high school. I was Alfie Doolittle in this little Orlando Summer Singers thing. And I had a great time. Maybe that's why, because I have that connection to oh. it. No, Who is it? Uh, it is based
0: on a George, Ber- George Bernard Shaw play.
1: Yeah, it's based on Pygmalion. Pygmalion,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, but it was written by Alan J. Lemmer and Frederick Lowe.
1: Lemur and Low, Lemur, the the old classic <laughs> Lemur and Low. So there's this song in there that's sort of creepy. I've talked to to um, yeah one of our coworkers, Learner friends and Low. My bad, I oh, got that. I can't see. I should never. I, today I should never take your word for what someone's <laughs> name is. Um, so. It's sort of a creeper song on the street where you live. It's just this guy who likes to hang out outside the main character's house because he's in love with her, and he's like, as long as I'm out here, I don't, I'm happy, I don't care.
0: Is this the song where it's some old guy in a park and he's singing about how the little girls are pretty?
1: <laughs> no, and I don't appreciate the creepy nature in which you just said that. It's a very what creepy
0: is, song. What song? What is
1: that is that that? Something? You sounded like Hannibal <laughs> Lecter. Uh, no, it is not. On the street where you live, is not a creepy, it's not a creepy old man. It's a young guy singing it. Anyway, the cast was really good. Uh, I love the show. It was super fun. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna get on I an FBI wait. list I for s- this s- Google search. I, I, I can't wait to hear what you have coming next. Um,
0: Gigi. The musical Gigi. That's a musical? Yeah, it's a movie. I think, I don't know if it was a stage musical first, um, but... From Learner and Lowe. <laughs> that old that old Broadway couple. Yeah, Lerner and Lowe. Gigi. Maybe. And it was a it was turned into a film in 1958 won Best Picture and it opens with an old guy singing about all the pretty girls. Let's see. Um, Thank Heaven for Little Girls is the name of the song. Doesn't that just sound weird and creepy?
1: Like <laughs> We're gonna move past this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they had this stalker <clears throat> tendencies. They had to get them out in musicals.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Alleged. Alleged. Alleged.
0: Everyone in the forties and the fifties were angels
1: <laughs> from heaven. That's why MAGA wants to get back there so bad. Yeah. Uh so speaking of MAGA. <laughs> Saturday was the Equality Florida. Um, St. Pete gala because they fight MAGA yes, or because you're comparing 100% them to because MAGA. They fight MAGA. <laughs> you know the liberal MAGAs. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, which is always a good time. I mean, it's just a, it's it's great, especially in this time, right? Which mm-hmm. I'm sure we're going to talk about pretty soon. But in this in this awful time that we live, in this state that is so repressive uh, that we live, it is. It's just really nice to be in a crowd of people who aren't just they don't just think like you, but they actively uh, they actively work to make the world a better place. Yes, and it's like, and I, I don't you know, I know that there was some you know hub a about this equality Some Florida, tension
0: in the family,
1: Yeah about this equality Florida travel advisory, not warning, warning. Uh, But I will say that listening to Nadine speak is one of the most inspiring things that we get to do on a regular basis.
0: She is a a fantastic public speaker. Um, And love equality, Florida, hate them. And trust me, the the current issue of Watermark that is out is on that travel advisory and certain groups in this community who are very upset that it was put out without um, them being notified. Um, I have... Um, I know that there are some people very angry yeah. with them, and there are some people who are it could have um, it could apologizing it, for them. It, but yeah, the, it could have
1: been crafted a little. Yeah, a little I think better, it, I think it, I think
0: it's 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 well agreed within the community that um, the message being sent is the correct message. How the message was sent, uh, it was not handled well, um, and that it could have been handled a little better. And I know that Equality Florida is working on um, building up. Um, coalitions now with these groups to kind of uh, recraft the message. but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll leave it at that.
1: Yeah, so so we get to hear her speak and it's just a it's an incredible uh, she's an incredible speaker. she she definitely <laughs> she definitely you know is good at her job. That yes. is 100% true. She is also
0: an Air Force veteran like I. And a former journalist, like I. Well, yeah, I'm not she, a former journalist. I'm still a journalist. She used to write for yeah. now. <laughs> for now, until that last segment. <laughs> now,
1: <laughs> now you'll just be alone in the park singing about oh, all the pretty, the little, pretty girls. little girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, so Nadine's a fantastic speaker, right? Yeah, here.
1: she is. Uh, so good event though. Yeah, it was good. You know what? I gotta admit, I didn't eat all day. I was hangry. Oh yeah. It happens. If you know anybody who gets hangry when they don't eat, um, if you know somebody, get them a cookie, buy them a biscuit, give them something. Do you know what I want? Have have I ever pointed this out to you? Like the because I get hangry. Like I I don't know if I'm hypoglycemic or whatever. I haven't been diagnosed with anything. I just if I don't eat and then it hits a certain point, there is nothing on my mind at that moment other than eating, and it has to happen. Mm -hmm. In any attempt that fails at getting me to that mission only makes it worse. Now, when I, t- and- I want you to
0: take that feeling and I want you to add it to every second of every day of your life. And that is how I live. That is <laughs> called a food addiction. <laughs> uh, I thought
1: you were going to say, take that feeling of anger. And that's, <laughs> and that's what drinking whiskey is like. <laughs>
0: It burns uh, deep inside.
1: So, so I, my attempts to eat just kept getting thwarted. But I just have this advice for those who have a friend who gets hangry. When they get <laughs> hangry, do not look at them and say, you need to eat. <laughs> that is like telling an angry, an angry person, you need to calm down.
0: Yeah, calm down. Yeah. I need you to calm down.
1: Oh, I like that you got all Midwestern, like, oh, uh, that's, Mount Rose, um, Minnesota.
0: What is they call? Oh, that's Kid Bop Lady. You, have you seen that video? Um, it's an Uber driver who, like, cut this lady off, and she gets out of her car, and she's at the window screaming at the Uber driver, and the person who he's Uber driving is recording the lady, and he's like... Ma'am, you're you you're being a little much, a little excessive. And he's like, your kids are right there and you're cursing. And she goes, my kids are in my car listening to kids bop. They're fine. And <laughs> she looks at him and she like pats her hand down and she goes, calm down. You need to calm down. And it is the most hilarious video. She was dubbed Kid Bop Mom. And it is hilarious. And now whenever somebody says calm down, I hear Kid Bop Mom in my head saying calm down.
1: I love it. Uh, I love it. Did you do anything for Mother's Day?
0: I packed boxes and I uh, called my I, mama. <laughs> I was going to invite you over
1: because we had um, – my mom came over. Jen's mom came over. Oh, nice. And my brother and his wife. And we had a – made prime rib. And, you know, we Ooh. always do it so crazy. Like, we're like, oh, let's just put out a little bit of appetizers. And it ends up being like this
0: – Four-course meal.
1: Right, for appetizers and then a four-course meal. And, you know, there's just – so nobody ever eats everything. And it's just – you know, we, And it's enough to feed an army and there were eight people, but it, delicious, good time.
0: Um, I don't know if you're going to mention this, but I hear you cooked that beautiful, delicious meal on a brand new stove.
1: I did.
0: <laughs> it, How'd that work for you? Is it a good stove?
1: Well, you know, it, I've learned this, and, and this is something I wasn't aware of before, but a, good, a rat-free stove <laughs> is a good <laughs> stove. You should write taglines <laughs> for Maytag. Maytag. <laughs> A rat-free stove <laughs> is a good stove. Yeah, it's a, they're all rat-free until they're not. You know. um, yeah, you know what? It's really good. We got this new oven, and it has a convection bake fan in it. It's not Ooh. a true convection oven, but you can opt for convection bake. And I don't know why I've never had this in my life. As somebody who loves to bake and you know has that side gig of cookies, yeah, I don't know why. I made the best... The best lemon bars I've ever made because of this. So I'm gonna have to. Let me bring those into work. The, what, yeah. yeah, I <laughs> I made so many of them, and then I was so tired at the end of the night. I forgot to cover them, and so <laughs> trays. Of oh, them, trash. lost Trace.
0: lost to the trash. Heap. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure. My husband's like, I'm on the phone with him saying, "Yeah, I'll bring some. We have extra." While I'm laying on the couch, falling asleep, not wrapping them. So. Oh no. Anyway, anyways. So that was our weeks. That was good, a good, weeks. good, good weeks. Good times. Good times. We good times. We sh- <laughs> shall we check in real quick with our Let's favorite. Do yes, our favorite um, reality TV show.
0: We're gonna check in with so, so fierce. fierce. Yes. Maybe. We're going to make this quick, though, because we're about halfway through, and we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we are. Just a, to just a preview ahead, and because we're going to get to this, um, we both, within the last couple of weeks, binge-watched, binge-watched both seasons of within The White Lotus, yes, and uh, we need to talk about that, because I know you have feelings about this show. I do. I have feelings about this show. And
1: we like to talk about our feelings and on this show. we
0: love to talk, we do, we do, um, because we feel all the feels. But let's get to So Why, why not? Where well, we talk about our feelings.
1: <laughs> All right, let's talk about it. So what we're going to do is it was it was gender bending week.
0: Yes. Which
1: I feel like they must get a $25 bonus every time they say gender bending on the show because it was every other word. Every
0: other word. Gender bending. Gender bending. Yeah. Um, and their,
1: their guest uh, judge was uh,
0: Spikey Van Dyke yes. from here in Central Florida.
1: Yeah. You know, I feel like I was in a show with Spikey. I think that there was David Lee... Wrote a show. Let me try to let me try to not tell a lie here. It's it is. There's a show called, um. Oh come on! It's a it's a mm. Rachmaninoff show. <laughs> mm. He wrote a Manana? show. There's a really famous Russian show that escapes me all of a sudden. Russian doll. That that no, it's like Ivanov or something and 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 he and so he changed it to Nirvanov and set it in modern times and the and Kurt Cobain is the lead character and Courtney Love is in it but it's based on this really old Russian show anyway it I had original songs and all that stuff in it and I was and I we did like a concert version of it at Pulse once, and I believe in that band, Spikey Von Dyke was in it. I know that I've worked with her in something, um, and I think that that was it.
0: It's possible. She's been a drag queen, or drag king, for 21 years. Yes. So that goes I'm, back to 2002. When I started at
1: Watermark. Oh, stunning. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's just go through, so it was, we're just going to we're just gonna say the name of the designer, yes. what we thought about their design, and then we're going to get to the tops and the bottoms.
0: The there tops you know it and it. the bottoms. And, but
1: and you can sit here before we do this and think, is this the last time they're going to talk about So fierce? Yes,
0: because we did agree last episode that once Gidget Galore is voted off, if and when Gidget is voted off, we're done with the show. Right. We're team Gidget all the way. All the way. If Gidget goes, we go. 100%. We love Gidget. You know why? Because you and I, so fierce. <laughs> go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was that what was that Gidget line you came up with earlier oh no that? we're gonna get oh, okay. there no no don't spoil it <laughs> <laughs> okay um, you know what it's so I, I, we just we just we love Gidget we love actually, Gidget actually I will say this I, I actually enjoyed this episode it's not a show that I typically enjoy um, but I love Gidget and, and I'm always interested in yes, what Gidget's all of doing. the
0: the gentle jabs we give are because I personally I'm not a fan of reality shows but I watch this one because of right. Digit. We watch also, it because, it gets... because we love to poke fun at our Canadian friends, brothers and sisters up north.
1: Yes. And this show is so Canadian. Did you do that when you were hanging out with Brendan O'Connor? Did you drink oh, some whiskey yeah. and, and, and and did you do your Canadian accent for him? Was he sure okay did. with that? All right. I sure did. All right, so Diane. Diane, she did the the big dick one.
0: Um, scissor sister, I call her because she wears a little pair of scissors oh, around yeah, her yeah, neck. Good. Uh, good band, and I wrote by the way. down that looks like Henry VIII. If Henry VIII had elephantitis, <laughs> yeah, that cod piece had some big balls in it. Like, yeah, the cod piece was a little much, it a was a much. huge, huge, cod huge piece. cod piece. So then we have Kyle, Kyle, that shit's creek. He, he looks like the, the uh, David. Shit. Um, I called it Frenchy, it was yeah, it so
1: was Frenchy, very dangerous liaisons. Um, who
0: was that? Um, Oh, on uh, America's Got Talent a few years ago. There, oh right, was the he toured. White face, and then the very Frenchy, he,
1: and he toured. It was Peppercock Prince,
0: Prince, Prince, Prince Peppercock Papa Peppercock. Pepper, pepper, <laughs> anyway, it looked like his French whore. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> uh, it looked just very French. All right. Uh, so that was that. Then, then we, we got, got Mohawk. Wait, uh, that's Missy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what? As much as I can't stand her designs, I loved this one. Hated it. Hated <laughs> it. Um, it, looked on like, so it
0: looked like Kid Rock fucked a professional wrestler, and then that's what came out. It
1: was terrible. Oh. How interesting. Mm. Or the Crypt Keeper.
0: Little... Kid Rock
1: fucked the Crypt oh, Keeper. Oh, I didn't think he was that old. <laughs> the makeup made him look like weird. Okay, anyway. Then we got Benjamin. Benjamin, the hobbit. <laughs> hey, likes the he hobbit. He made that Mad Hatter outfit yes. that had a weird hat and was like eight suits in one.
0: And it had that weird, oh, you know what the mouth looked like? It looked like the Mad Hatter with the back end of a human centipede. It was just, <laughs> there was like these giant scars that had been sewn to someone's asshole.
1: I think if you had told him that while he was designing it, he would have stopped. All right, then there's Terence. Terrence. Terrence is. He had that white flippy, rocker.
0: Flip floppy is what I call it. Cause he wears flip flops all the time. Flippy floppy. It looked like a, It looked like Madonna. Madonna would wear that shit. Very. It was very a lot of fishnet and a lot of crosses and a lot of Papa don't preach going on in that shit.
1: See, now I think it looked like something that Madonna would have turned down, but that somebody would have shown her. You know what I mean? It's just because it was so... And this is his shtick. So his shtick is to be asymmetrical. And they talk about it, and and it just doesn't work for me.
0: I don't want to look into the future. I've got my crystal ball here. That was his shtick. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Let's just say, if we watch the show for him, this may be the last Uh,
0: one. Next one was Gidget. Love it. Gidget. I love everything Gidget does. And I don't just say that because... Gidget is probably the most likely of person on this show to listen to this show, <laughs> um, but I love steampunk. I know it's kind of a uh, of an old used trope a lot within like uh, cosplay and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I love the steampunk look. I think it looks awesome. She had uh, uh, this steampunk. It looked like Maud. I honestly had to second take a second gla- uh, glance at it because at first I thought um, that was uh, Divine Grace who came out in oh, the yeah. steampunk. Um, but it looked like D D on a mission. I loved it.
1: Yeah, I like. Um, I liked it. I, I liked that there was a lot to it. It was accessorized. There was a story behind the whole thing. It looked great.
0: And I don't. Nothing against all the other designers, but it seems like Gidget comes in with a story behind every aspect yeah. of her costume. Uh, all the other ones, you know, good, bad, the good, the bad, the ugly, um, seems to be pieced together with kind of like, oh, I put this together because I like it. Gingers, or I'm sorry, Gidget. Um, has this like story from beginning to end about every detail
1: of Wait, the costume? A professional Gidget, Gidget is fantastic. Uh, everything Gidget's involved in, um, he gets very involved and 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 does an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Again. I, it's like you would think he was paying us to do this show. And he said, I know, I, right? I, uh, we just love Gidget. Gidget so, is one of the nicest people in the so world, nice. too. Anyway, so nice. Anyway, so nice. So let's talk the about the tops
0: and bottoms of this episode. Yes.
1: Uh, before we do that, I just want to point this out. So, yeah. so one of the judges, Jaime. Yes. Uh, his drag persona is Lucinda. Yes. And Lucinda, to me, was the best dress in the whole show. I loved what Lucinda was wearing.
0: Okay. I, and I don't mean this as disrespectful... But that Lucinda in her outfit this week looks like that old drunk secretary who would have lipstick on her teeth when you talk to her.
1: You're talking about the white dress in the beginning.
0: No, that looked like drunk white girl. Oh, really? Yeah. When she was in drag, I kept saying every time you smile, you're going to have lipstick on your teeth.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought it was great. It had that sort of dangerous liaison on things, but it would actually fit more in this gender bending Thing that that they were going for because yeah. it was a see through shirt and it was sort of this you know boyish see through boyish but yeah but I think Skrilo we can space. agree
0: that the other judge looked like Salvador Dali though oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I total Salvador
1: Dali going that on that may have been the point okay so tops
0: tops we've got Hobbit
1: Hobbit is, I'm gonna um, let you say the actual
0: name. Benjamin and Gidget Gidget and Gidget started to cry yes um, and while <laughs> we were watching it I said go go Gidget tears. <laughs> Go, Which cracked you games. up, It um, because that is a little inside joke, because we had a story on Ginger Ming and Gidget Galore, who were doing an event, and an intern had in appropri- er, inaccurately wrote their names as Ginger Ming and Gadget Galore, so now every time I hear Gidget, I think of Go-Go Gadget, you Inspector think,
1: Gadget. You think that that's an inside joke, but if you go back about four episodes of this show... You're all a you, part of that joke now, and you know it. what?
0: Nobody emailed us and said, "Don't do that, Jeremy." Which means you're all a part of it now. It's all you're. You're <laughs> all Jeremy, as guilty as we are. Jeremy's
1: canceled. You're all canceled. We're all canceled. All right. Anyway,
0: um, so that's the tops. The bottoms
1: was um, Flippy Floppy and Shit's Creek. So that would have been Kyle and Terrence. Yes. So and who wins? Benjamin wins. Benjamin Button. Un, pulled out another one I don't understand how but okay um,
0: I mean he's adorable he's an adorable yeah, little but it, hobbit but,
1: but it was the you're talking about the outfit it, he's, are we? <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> pretty people always get what they want in this world
1: that is four episodes in a row Gidget was robbed yes <laughs> I agree
0: uh, and Bottoms flippy floppy went home he did yeah
1: yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> the look on your face is like shocked like <laughs> what? <laughs> no one told me this a moment for ah, flippy Floppy.
1: That's hilarious. I'm sorry, I just looked at the <laughs> clock. <That's what laughs> um, so that is so that's so fierce. fierce. And Digits still in, so in two, we'll be so back.
0: We'll, we will be back next week with yeah. another update. Um, I say we move on to White Lotus because we've got 20 minutes, and I feel like we have a lot to say about that.
1: Do you want to do the news story? The, we're going to do the new story. We're going to do it. We're going to time it. We're going to just four minutes. We're okay. going to get the highlights.
0: Quickly. No, I'm (laughs) going to take a deep breath.
1: So It's just um, important to to talk about. It is, it is. We
0: do want to talk about, um, uh, last week, Watermark uh, posted up a story um, about uh, a local supermarket chain here in Florida, well, in the South, Publix. If you're listening, you probably know what Publix is. I don't think anybody's listening in Saskatchewan saying, oh, yeah, I don't know what Publix is, eh? Shout
1: out to all of our fans in Saskatchewan. Thank you for listening. My
0: favorite um, territory of Canada. Um, suck it, Alberta. I
1: don't know. (laughs) Um, So, um, the (laughs) Lokes... I feel like that phrase has been yelled somewhere, (laughs) and it means something
0: completely different. Um, you know, over the course of this podcast... I am going to become a connoisseur of Canadian culture.
1: Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to want you.
0: Four years in, I'm going to have so many obscure facts about Canada <laughs> yeah. that they're going to adopt me.
1: They're they're already you're already banned from traveling there. <laughs> Did you know if you get a DUI, if you because a DUI is a felony that you can't go to Canada? You can't travel to Canada with a DUI. Really? Yeah. Cuz it's felony, they don't want felons. Mm.
0: That's crazy. A <laughs> um, so yeah, so Publix, uh, there's a local organization here in uh, Orlando called Peer Support Space. It is peer-led um mental and emotional uh counseling. Um, and they were having an event on April 26th that was to focus on transgender joy. There's so much um put into uh within the news cycle and uh just within the, the cultural uh conversation about um, transgender healthcare and trans- transgender uh, murders uh, of transgender individuals, particularly trans women of color, um, that Peer Support Space wanted to have this event that just focused on the joy yeah. of the how transgender about, how about community. The joy
1: of people getting to live their true, authentic selves and the happiness and joy that comes from being surrounded by other trans people and just being who you are, who you're supposed to be in this world. That's all. Yeah, that's simple. So uh, they were on their way to the
0: event, and they stopped off at a uh, Publix at Colonial Town, which uh, locally is known as the Gay. I am going to throw air quotes up here, Gay Publix, because it's in because Gay it's Gay people go there. A lot of gay people go there. It's in the Mills Fifty District. The Center's there. Zebra Coalition. There is a bunch of LGBT organizations, so it's known as the Gay Publix. They went in to get a cake. On the cake, they wanted written, "Trans people deserve joy," Um, and they were told by the. Uh, individual at the bakery that they could not write that and they went and got the bakery manager and the manager said that they could not write trans people deserve joy because that was taking a stance and Publix was not allowed to take stance on issues. So they told uh, Yasmin and (laughs) Dandelion, who are the co-founders of Peer Support Space, who were ordering the cake, that they could write people deserve joy, leave space at the top, and then I don't know if they gave them the icing or sold them additional ice. I think they gave them a tube of icing. I feel like icing. the
1: story says that they Yeah, they gave, gave
0: it them the icing and said you can write it yourself so that uh, Yasmin and Dandelion went in the parking lot and they took photos of themselves in the parking lot of Publix writing trans above people deserve yeah. joy in the cake and uh Watermark reported on this last week. Uh, within twenty four hours of reporting that, the story blew up. Uh, it was on the New York Post. It was on the Washington Post. It was on all sorts of uh, television uh, news. And Yasmin and Dandelion were just filtering interviews for the past week, uh, talking about how they uh, were—they uh, were told that trans people don't deserve joy, essentially, by uh, by not letting them ride in on a cake. Yeah.
1: No. So the the idea of sympathy icing. Is so absurd to me. I mean, I get, I've read the story, and if you know the, the person the person wanted, uh, the, the sense I get is that the person working there wanted to write it on there, but was genuinely afraid they would lose their job if they did. They talked to the bakery manager, and the bakery manager said, we cannot do this. And Publix has said on social media that they should have done it, and it's not their policy. Yes, Publix, who
0: has shouldn't. not replied to our request for interviews or any request for interviews, if you read any of the stories out there, Read the watermark one, but if you don't want to read the watermark and you read any of the others, they haven't replied to anyone. Yes, no, it came
1: original, (laughs) whether they admit it or not. The story super
0: local. Um, anyway, so, um, they did, however, reply to Yasmin and told uh, Yasmin that the bakery owner or the bakery manager made a mistake and that they should have written that on the cake. and that uh, they were very, they were sincerely uh, offered their sincere apologies um, and offered to ma- remake the cake for them. And Yasmin was like, well, the event's already happened. And her concern was, like you mentioned, that the employee didn't seem like uh, a transphobic person who was like, I'm not writing this on the cake because it's against my beliefs. They genuinely thought that if they wrote this on the cake, Publix would fire them. So J- Yasmin is looking for... An answer to that: Why was that employee so afraid?
1: Yeah, Jasmine wrote a, a couple of really good questions to them to say if if it's okay to say people deserve joy, then why do trans people not <clears throat> don't deserve yes. joy? It's just very interesting. So it's it's obviously you know with social media makes people backtrack and lie and say one thing on social media and something else behind closed doors. And I you know there's there's a couple of things that that. That I'd like to say. And one is... Just stop shitting on trans people. Mm-hmm. I think the world needs to know this. Stop shitting on trans people and stop shitting on trans people behind closed doors. So you know when you're when you're sitting there, if you've got one face in public saying that you support everybody in the LGBTQ community, but then behind that, you're saying, and I've heard this several different ways from several different people over the course of the last month, and it's just absurd to me. You know what's strike? It's so it, it's it's interesting because it, it's like. You know, you know, like at some point in my life, somebody had whispered something racist to me, and they were joking. It was it was somebody that I went that was somebody I was dating when I was in high school, and they said. Yeah, but you know you know why there's why there's more black people in prison than white people, right? Because they're all criminals, is what he was trying to say to me. You dated this guy? That was the—we broke up at that very moment, ah. literally at that very moment. And it was like, why are you saying that to me? Is it because you think I agree with you? Because, you know, I'm, you know, a white guy, too? So And so I, I think when people say negative things about the trans community to me, that they think I'm going to agree with them. And I think in my head, like, why— in what world? Yeah, and whether you say something, you're gonna you're gonna say something. Usually, when people say these words, I'm gonna say this off the record. It usually means they're about to say something oh, that about, they should. That, that really
0: should be on the record, right? Yeah.
1: And then, but but here's what I would say about that comment off the record. When you say something off the record, that's fine. It's off the record, but I still heard it. Yes, I still know what we goes still on know in your... who
0: you are right. and how you
1: are. Um, and it's 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 crazy to me
0: because, and I think that you and I um uh, we see this because we are white cisgender gay men and um there is this there are a lot of uh, more th- I've come across more than I care to ever want to admit that are out there of cisgender gay men who specifically say we need to separate the uh the causes because yes we support trans causes but they're not the same as gay causes, so they have to be two separate fights and I say they don't um and it goes back to that famous poem uh you know um they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I and I know this is gonna make you laugh because we have a friend <laughs> who um hey, who may who commented this who who said this but he said it in um utilizing other groups who we were talking about and uh it made us laugh because of um, the impassioned way he said it, I felt like I was watching a Shakespearean play. But it was,
1: but it you know it, it was valid at that moment. It was, and it's valid in real life now. It's it just, is. You know what? It's it's this is very simple for everyone listening. We're the LGBTQ plus community. Every letter matters. yes, if they're coming
0: for one letter, they're coming right. for us all And you
1: want to separate and put the most vulnerable out there? Sure, go ahead and do that and as soon as that vulnerable community is attacked enough to satisfy the opposers of it, they're mm-hmm. coming for you so don't act and, and you shouldn't do things you shouldn't be nice to trans people because you don't want the opposition to come after you. you
0: should do it because it's the right
1: fucking yeah. thing to do.
0: Um, I call it, and I, I use this phrase on a family member of mine who um, had said an inappropriate phrase to my mother. And then like, because he is also gay, thought that because I was gay, I would side with him over my mother. And um, I will say to uh, the listening public about the LGBT community, the same thing that I said to uh, my uncle about my immediate family, we're like the three musketeers. It's all for one and not one for all. For us, it's six. And for the LGBTQ community, it's... Hundreds of thousands of millions. If you come for one of us, it means you're coming for all of us. You're not going to stop at trans. You're not going to stop at intersex or queer or Or non-binary. third
1: grade. You're going to go
0: all the way to 12. You're going to go all the way to 12, Ron DeSantis. Right. Um, So you come for one, you come for all. You fuck with one, you fuck with all. And um, we may bicker within the community, but if we don't stand of the people outside of the community coming at us, then we're just we're all going to fall.
1: Yeah. So stop shitting on trans so pull people. Pull your
0: heads out of your asses yeah.
1: is what we're saying. So And it, make the fucking cake, Publix. Make the fu- Why are we still talking about cakes? Why 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 is that their symbol of yeah. like we will fuck you over with a cake. Like come on. Such a weird delicious
0: fluffy creamy hill to die And it on.
1: sucks because Publix cakes are delicious. God damn it.
0: You know, d- You know what? You know who has better cakes? The Glass Knife. Mm. In Winter Park, if you're looking for a queer trans joy cake, go to the go- the Glass
1: Knife. Well they write? I don't I don't know that they would write that on the cake because they don't write anything on their cakes. They probably would. Do you think that they would do that? I bet they would. I think it's I'm an gonna aesthetic find, thing. I'm
0: going to call this week and see if I can write something on a cake. The word something. Can you just write something on a cake? And if they don't, we're coming for you, glass knife in next issue. Oh, the other episode. thing I want to say about
1: that is not taking a stance to not write the the word trans is taking a stance. Yes. So publics, if you think you're not taking a stance by not writing these words, you absolutely are. Yeah. You're on the wrong side. If you're with publics Let's talk about drugs and let's talk about drugs, alcohol, yeah. and sex.
0: If you're if you're <laughs> listening, anybody from Publix, reach out to us. We've reached out to you several times. I'll continue to reach out because I we want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So reach out.
1: Um, that, I was trying to transition to the next topic, which I did like Publix and Cakes didn't make me want to talk about drugs, alcohol, and sex. So we decided, I happened to watch a couple episodes of The White Lotus, so I asked you if you had seen it, and you said no. And I was like, well, let's just watch all of it, and then we'll talk about it.
0: Yes, yes. So we watched it a little differently. You watched the first season.
1: I did, I watched the first season. And you loved it.
0: So then you said, you need to watch this show. I watched the second scene. This is, a, we should probably start off telling people what the show off they Yeah. It.
1: Oddly, it's, the show, I looked this up just want to let you know, that a white lotus in Buddhism symbolizes purity. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's probably why they call it that, because this is anything but pure. This is anything but pure. The purity. only thing pure in this is probably the cocaine that they're snorting. Ah, yes. So the white lotus is a, um, a, a company of
0: uh, resorts around the world. And each season of the show takes place, place uh, over one week at one of these resorts. The first season takes place in Hawaii. The second season takes place in Sicily. And as the seasons go on, and they are greenlit for more seasons, so there are more coming, um, it takes place at over the course of a week uh, of a White Lotus resort uh, looking at the lives of people who are visiting that week and the people who work at the resort.
1: Yeah, and the shtick of it is that In the very first minutes, five minutes of the show, you find out somebody has died.
0: Yes. There is a dead body at the beginning of each episode episode, or each each season.
1: And then so then they go back a week earlier. and you And you you get to sort of spend seven or eight episodes. Trying to figure out who that body was. Yes. And sometimes hoping it's all of them.
0: Oh, my God. There was uh, a point in season one. Where I had to go back and look at the box and hope it was big enough for three
1: bodies. <laughs> so you, yeah, okay. So do you want to? We'll talk about season one and we'll talk about season yes. two. Yes.
0: Now you and I watched it uh, differently. You watched yeah. season one, then watched season two. I started with season two because this is an anthology, so each season is its own self-contained yeah. story. And
1: season one stars. Murray Bartlett, yes, who I I must say Emmy
0: award-winning Murray Bartlett,
1: yes, who won the Emmy for the for this show. For the oh, but also he oh, I thought maybe that hasn't come out yet. Uh, But he was in The Last of Us. He was in the gay episode of The Last of Us. I loved him in that. But I gotta say
0: Nick Offerman's gonna win that. And if I
1: don't say that Ryan interviewed him for Watermark, I'll get yelled at again. (laughs) Nick
0: Offerman, not Murray Bartlett.
1: Oh darn! (laughs) See, I don't even know. Um. So. He is the manager. in it. He's the manager of the White Lotus and in he's, Hawaii. He's gay. So that's why I was like, "Have you watched this?" Because we could talk about it immediately. He's gay. You know, he's gay, and it's it, so you're like, "Okay, there's this gay character." And yes,
0: if anything outside of the characters, the show is created by Mike White. If you ever saw uh, School of Rock with Jack Black, he wrote that, and he was he starred in it. He was uh, Jack he Black's was the roommate. roommate. Yeah. Um, he's written a lot of uh, TV shows and movies. He's openly bisexual. He lives with his male partner. Um, so that in itself makes it a gay show.
1: So he's and Jennifer Coolidge is in it. She makes mm. everything gay. She's delicious. She
0: loves the gays.
1: She's delicious. Uh, she just is. Even though she plays a horrible person, she's delicious in this. And then Connie Britton, who Connie is, Britton from was in 9/11, Friday Night Friday Lights, Night Lights Nashville. American ho- Horror Stories first oh, season. Oh yeah, she was really good in that. Uh, and then I wrote down <laughs> the other person. I wrote down this. You'll if you've seen it, you'll understand this. The Rimming guy. Is uh Lucas Gage. And he's he was in Love Victor and he yes. recently came out, I think in April of this year.
0: Oh, you know who else was in Love Victor and Love Simon? Um and Rimming, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Belinda, who runs the spa. Oh really? She's the teacher oh.
1: who says,
0: I'm gonna have my tubes tied and yes! steals their boombox.
1: That's her. I love yes. her. Yes. Yes. I have a I love her I, in I, the at show. the end of
0: this, I have a tidbit about her from this show that I'm gonna oh, share okay. with you.
1: She's Fantastic in this show, love her, and this. And she is the only redeeming
0: character yes. in season one,
1: and she is the one who makes me hate Jennifer Coolidge's character throughout both seasons because she. So, so, like, I, I feel like I think each season has its own theme, and the theme of season one is that rich white people are awful. Yes, and they're not wrong. No, <laughs> in this portrayal, like they're and and so there's that scene where. Um, Connie Britton, she's kind of like the founder of Google, like right? Isn't she a?
0: Yeah, she's a. Um, she's like a a woman um, uh, celebrity uh, tech giant, yeah. sort of like Steve Jobs, but a lady,
1: right? And so, so um, there's this scene in there where she has a son who doesn't have any friends, and she tries to tell people to be nice to him because it's so hard out there for white cisgender teenagers. Yes that are straight because it's just such a hard world for them. Meanwhile, I mean, she's mega rich. and She's a multi...
0: Okay, first off, you're a multimillionaire, possibly a billionaire. I'm reading here. She's a CFO of a search engine company. Essentially, she's the CFO of Google. She's Google. You can't afford a fucking cabana with three bedrooms so your son doesn't have to sleep in in the kitchen and your daughter doesn't have to sleep in the living room? You're in a one-bedroom Hawaiian resort cabana, and you're a multimillionaire.
1: You know, what, maybe this is wrong, and this, so I'm just going to say this. I think though that a lot of a lot of people who have money that that earned it, yeah, um, they're not so quick to get rid of it.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: So anyway, the show, um, the 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 show, I like to say is sort of triggering for me in a way because of the main character. Like he's sober, and then. Like, Mar- we're talking about yeah. Mari Bartlett. Yeah. And like two or three episodes into it, he finds this girl's bag of drugs and decides to keep them. Ooh. And man, does he have a good time with it. He
0: them. goes back. He falls off that wagon so fucking hard.
1: So hard. Anyway, uh, it's, it's an interesting show. Um, I want to... How do you feel about it? this? Is My brother asked me this yesterday, and I thought, yeah. how fascinating of a way of to look at a TV series. Um, when you were finished... Uh, watching it did you regret it or were you happy that you watched it
0: you know what's funny is i watched the second season first and i am obsessed the second season like i have never hit next episode so quickly on a remote and i i feel let down by the first season because i love the second season so much i feel like the first season did was was very, started off very slowly. I thought
1: the first season was way better than the second oh, season I mean, because opposite. it was riveting and I loved it. And then it gets to the second one and I have to read half the time. Okay, yes. I get so annoyed. Like, okay, I get it. it Broaden some, my horizons. If you're somebody
0: language. who is not a fan of subtitles,
1: there's, there's a so lot many. of Italian. I don't mind subtitles in movies. Do you know what else there was so much of? <laughs> B-roll yeah like we get it it's tumultuous the rate like every time somebody had sex a volcano erupted or a wave crash which was a lot i gotta say though season two the guy there's more hotter
0: guys and there's a lot more nudity
1: yeah i mean and if that's if that's the if that's the judgment the the focal that's point that's
0: one of my focal points
1: there's a lot more like gay romping drugs Alcohol, sex parties in the yes, first one. Yes, there's more gay. And if, I felt and if like it was. That's how you judge a show. I, season one was better.
0: And again, it's because I watched the second season first. Jennifer Coolidge, um, with her on the boat with the gays, and they're trying to kill her, uh, was cracking me up. That was fucking yeah. hilarious. Yeah, and I can see why she won uh, the the SAG,
1: and she's probably going to win the Emmy. Um, she was she was the highlight of season two. You know, in season two, I spent many episodes wondering what was gay about it, and then the gays showed up, and then and the all g- of a sudden I was like, "Oh my god!" It got okay, super gay. That party for her, because right, they, the whole thing is like she's she's married. And the guy wants to divorce her, and sends his gay friend and all of her friends out to kill her. Yeah, and it's crazy when it all comes together, and you see that that's what's happening. But they have this—they're gonna before they're gonna kill her, they're gonna show her the best t- time of her life because you know they're not terrible gays. <laughs> they're just gonna kill somebody for her money, and then but they have this crazy party that's just so many like <laughs> that whole drug scene at that party was. Accurate. Yes, <laughs> it,
0: was, it was when he walks out, that Italian guy, and he's just butt-ass naked. I was like, "You go, girl. Yeah. You get that.
1: You are You're probably the only real penis in the show."
0: Yes, because all the rest are prosthetics. Um, Theo James, um, yes. who
1: uh, is in the beginning, you so see, so good-looking.
0: Holy shit, you see his dick. He's in,
1: um, and it turns
0: out it's a prosthetic it, dick.
1: It's um, it it's it was well, prosthetic. It's so big that you see it from behind. Hanging down. It drops to his between knees. his legs <laughs> and it just dangles there. Um, yeah, so all prosthetics. Mm. Yes. Except that thing. But oh, I was gonna say, what's his name? Theo? Yes, Theo James. He's from the Divergent series. Yes. Yeah, yes. I was in love with him from then. So.
0: Loved him. Um, he's fantastic. F. Murray Abraham, who won the Oscar for Best Actor from Amadeus back in the 80s. He's the uh the grandfather with the flagellants problem. Ah, he, I he's, love he's, him he's good. in everything he does. He actually
1: grows as a person, huh? He does, a he does. Bit.
0: I will, And this is why I liked the second season more than the first season, is I felt there was more people who learned from their mistakes and grew. I felt like at the end of the first season, everyone was still just terrible trashy people, except for Belinda, who, I know we're coming up to the end right now, um, but just to give you a, a heads up, It has been greenlit for season three. They haven't released any details, but it is rumored that it will take place in Thailand. And that Belinda will be returning to the three. I wonder if three. she
1: was left in um, Jennifer Coolidge's will to, to open up her <gasps> that, job. Yes. That would be Oh, really cool. spoiler
0: alert Jennifer Coolidge dies in season In two. a horrible
1: way. Holy shit, when the gays don't off, kill her, no, she murdered she kills the everyone on that boat. And then fell off the fucking boat fell and, off and drowned. Hit her head. Boom. It was, ugh.
0: Uh, I was so upset I when, when I found out it was her body that she, was floating. When,
1: when she fell and hit that thing, <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Shit, Dylan was in a different room. He's like, what? I was like, oh, she died yeah. not pretty. She's
0: like, I can't do this. And I All was right. like, you can do this. Real
1: quick, season one, uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh. The um, critics and audience.
0: OK, critics love this show. And I know that critics love season two more, just like I did. So I'm going to say critics are 88 on season one, 92 on season two.
1: OK, um, but what about the audience?
0: Audience. Um, what did you say, 90 and 90? 80, 88 and 92. Okay. And then audiences, I'm going to say, audience love this show. I'm going to say the audience is, is 94 and 98. They love this show.
1: Okay. Um, so critics, 90 season one and 90, 93 season two. And then uh, audience was 73 season one and oh. season two. I don't know because I wrote the and symbol. What's the and symbol and on the Sam? keyboard? Seven. 73. Both seasons. What? Isn't that crazy? You know what? Fuck you, audiences. <laughs> yeah. I love you, though. Except our audience. We love Except you. Except
0: our audience. We All love right.
1: you. We're going to wrap up here real quick. So if you have anything you want to say, send us an email, www.watermarkonline.com at watermarkonline.com. Yes. That's for wine, why not at watermarkonline.com. Tell us what and you thought a- of the show or what you want us to talk about. Yep. Yeah.
0: And until next week, the, wa- the cork is back in the bottle.